listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. In this episode of My Pet Podcast, we're going to discuss um, and kind of explain, I guess, uh, the different types of lumps and bumps that you might find on your pet. There's a lot of them out, like a lot of reasons as to why your pet might get a lump or a bump. Yes. Um, basically, a lump is something that shouldn't be there that appears on their body or their skin or- Correct. Yep. So, um, they can potentially be dangerous. Yep. And a lot of the time they're not, they're most, actually. Most of the time not, but then it's figuring out which is bad and which isn't, yes. Which can be a little bit of a complicated thing. Yep. Usually best left to a vet, I presume. Most of the time, yes. <laughs> so we're going to sort of delve into that a little bit. So just before we get started, just remember that this is general advice that may or may not be suited for you and your pet. And if you do have any concerns about your pet's health, please contact your veterinarian. Absolutely. So, Glenn, as we said, a lump is something that shouldn't be there. Yes. Uh, and that's the... One of the complicating things is there's lots of different causes That's and there's right. lots of different symptoms. Um, I mean, if the skin was normal yesterday, last week, last month, and that thing yeah. that's now on there wasn't there, okay, that's not 100% normal. Um, doesn't mean it's terrible, but it's, it's just right. a, a change that's happened. So, uh, I mean, broadly grouping them, I suppose, there's certainly um, infection causes of lumps, mm-hmm. as in abscesses and, and um, pustules and infections and that sort of thing. Um, and so that- they're normally the yucky gooey ones that are filled with pus. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, usually painful uh, yes, in some way, yep. shape or form because there's some inflammation involved with them um, and things like allergic reactions can sort of look a bit similar sometimes. Yeah, like, they get little like, red bumps on their skin or yeah, something. Yeah, or, or, or big or big lumps or big like um, insect bites and that yes, sort of thing can be quite spectacular sometimes mm-hmm. and that could be at the actual site of the bite or, or you know a lump where the bite was but numerous other lumps elsewhere on the body mm-hmm. um, and swollen lips and swollen ears and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so usually they're you know, not just a single spot, but they you know, can be sometimes, <laughs> um, like you know tick bites and, and mm-hmm. you know, more subtle insect bites. You can just have a lump at the bite at site. At that site, yeah. yes. Um, so that's certainly one cause of lumps. Uh, but the infection side of things, I mean, they obviously tend to be quite um, quick to come up over mm-hmm. you know hours or a couple of days, um, mm-hmm. which is the same as the, I mean, the allergic ones sort of come up over um, minutes to yeah. a couple of hours sort of thing. Um, but the infection, and they tend to progress quite quickly, mm-hmm. whether that's getting better and the body fights off by itself or, or gets worse um, yeah. and, and, and goes down in that direction so again uh, depends on the circumstance with those some of them can be um, penetrating wounds from bites and that uh-huh. sort of thing and cats in particular we see heaps of cat bite abscesses yeah. that, that sometimes form a you know small lump which becomes a bigger lump which starts the skin dies off somewhere and you've got horrible pus coming it's, out through the skin that's they can get really manky really yeah, quickly pretty quickly yeah. yeah so um and that's you know really common in cats um i mean dogs you know again bite wounds but yes. all sorts of puncture wounds from running into stuff and grass seed abscesses and that sort of thing yes and um, that's the thing i guess because those little puncture wounds or like a grass seed or something little it can sort of get into the skin without Really causing a break in the skin, and it heals very quickly, yeah, you do. and it builds up from underneath. The, the, the first skin. bit can be unnoticed. Yeah, um, that's and, right. And like cat bite um, oh, yeah, wounds are particularly uh, like that, like because cats have got very sharp teeth and claws, and and the actual skin wound itself, yeah, it's it's not very big, and yes. and the skin um, can heal quite quickly, but you've got those nasty bacteria injected underneath, underneath the skin, and and you know four to seven days later, you've got an, an abscess forming sort of thing, and it gets yes. pretty nasty. So yeah, infection is sort of one um, side of things, mm-hmm. um, and the other main cause of troubles is um, 
lumps that aren't supposed to be there, which are, you can include tumours and, and cysts, basically. Yep. So that's the sort of two main ones. And then uh, within that, okay, is it um, within the skin? So can mm-hmm. you um, move the underlying tissue around it and so it's only confined in the skin or is it underneath the skin? Mm-hmm. Um, and spreading. and that means, well, either spreading or is it, you know, is the skin normal, but is yep. there a lump just underneath, underneath basically? It, yeah. yeah. So, and that lump underneath could be, again, just within that mobile connected mm-hmm. tissue um, or it could be a lump coming from, you know, further in the body, bony structures and muscle structures mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, lots of different little subtypes. So, those there. sort of types of lumps and probably the more sinister version, those, um, the tumours are more. Yeah, potentially. I mean, the tumours, any lump that's not supposed to be that's made up of cells. Yep. Um, so, I mean, so something is growing. <laughs> something's growing um, and some of them grow really, 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 really slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them sort of come up to a certain size and, and stay at that size mm-hmm. and they sort of level out. And, and the slower growing or the um, stopping of growth um, tend to be by far the more benign ones. So mm-hmm. the, the ones that don't cause as much troubles and don't spread sort of thing. Um, because in general, the faster growing they are, the, the worse they are potentially yep yeah um so the under the skin ones uh, keeping away from the in the skin ones i mean dogs in particular and medium sized to large breed dogs um in particular get uh, really common lipomas so like fatty uh-huh. cysts underneath the skin um sort of from middle age onwards so yep. five six seven year old dogs they um get a stack of them labs and golden retrievers seem to be particularly uh-huh. prone um and the fatter they are the the bigger those lumps get and the more they get not pe- has not, a couple of them. not not picking, <laughs> not picking on labs and golden retrievers but um and look, most of the time they, they don't cause any troubles, yep. but occasionally they can. Yep. Um, and, and they can be quite slow growing over time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I see pets come in with four kilo lipomas and hang off the side of them. And, and obviously sometime between they were as big as a golf ball to mm. when they were four kilos, they, they needed veterinary attention. And, yep. and we do remove some of them if they're uh, adversely affecting the pet's life. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know what they are uh, until you stick a needle in them and find out realistically. So that's- so when we're talking about sort of the diagnosis stage, I yep. guess, of these lumps from looking at whether it's a irritation or a bite yep. to an infection or a some sort of tumour, yep. how do you go about it? Like for us at home, um, is it something we should it really – I guess when it gets to that point, which but knowing the point is the hard part. Correct. Yeah, we need to see a vet. So <laughs> I mean, if it if it hurts and if it's worrying the pet, okay, mm-hmm. it, it probably should be seen. Yeah, as, so as soon hurt, as possible. We mean like if it's when you touch it, or yeah. is the pet constantly licking at it or biting? Or well, if it's licking at it and biting at it, I mean that's a problem. Yeah. Um, if it's painful for you to touch and the animal didn't worry about it until you touched it, mm-hmm. um, or didn't appear to worry about it until you touched it, I mean that's still a problem. Yeah. Um, if the animal's at the same time off its food or lame or is um, is sick in some other mm-hmm. way, I mean that sort of becomes more of an emergency mm-hmm. um, if the if the pet's normal and it's not sick um, but the lump's there and it's still uncomfortable that's probably becomes a you know, next day problem or day, yeah. day or two problem sort of thing um, if you find a lump and the animal's otherwise normal and, and you know it's as big as a match head and, mm-hmm. and you haven't seen anything else um, I mean I'd usually say you know, keep an eye on it for a, a, you know, a, a day or two up. and if that's <laughs> normal and if it's still the same size in a week what's well, probably not too concerning mm-hmm. but it's a hard one because I'd never say um don't get it checked out yeah. because getting checked out is certainly peace of mind. Of um, and you know, and my, early intervention on the bad ones are yeah, always better. And, and most of these you know, aren't that bad and, mm. and, and are benign and don't cause any troubles. There's a really small percentage that can be really diabolical. Yeah, um, and obviously true. the earlier you get those, the better. And it can be um, 
a bit confusing sometimes when you've got a you know a ten year old um, Shih Tzu that gets lots of benign lumps and bumps yeah. and it's got twenty lumps um, that have been there forever and not causing troubles and then one comes up and it looks the same at the start but then yeah. it's growing faster and and that's one of these other ones that's that's horrible um, yep. and that makes it a little bit more difficult to interpret but you've really got to sort of treat each lump on its own yep. realistically whether that's um, make a note of it I mean the vet should be probably charting where they are mm-hmm. and what size they are and that sort of thing when you when you do your vet visits yep. um, but you know if you've got an idea of when did you find it and how big was yeah. it and where is it I mean that's also of assistance that's for sure yep. yeah I mean it can be hard to also find these things in Absolutely. our pets because most of them are hairy yep and um, you know little ones it's you know you're not you should if you're in a tick season be checking them very very closely every single day yep but Often you're not, let's Correct. face it, you're yeah. not running your fingertips through their coat every single day. So until it gets to a size that it's almost being able to see it, you can miss it. That's right, see it. And, I mean, some of them that are hairy and you don't get near the skin, well, that's a problem. Mm. Um, and then the ones that are fluffy, well, you know, visible lumps aren't yeah. as, as obvious until you're putting your hands on. And, and sometimes like they can be quite deep as well, yes. like under, the, under, under, the, under skin. the skin ones. You know, they can um, be there a fair bit. And, and, you know, everyone out there is not a, a, a trained vet that's used to palpating that's what's normal right. structures and what's abnormal structures and that sort of thing. But, I mean, the bottom line is if you um, see a lump and it's growing or if it's uncomfortable uh, or you don't like it for any reason, would strongly recommend getting it checked out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's basically it's do any, harm. any sort of change in that you're noticing in their skin there or under the skin or anything. Yep. Um, sort of make a note of it in your own mind or somewhere. Keep a close eye on it for pretty much the whole time. You want to keep like a couple of days. If it goes away, well, then it was probably just some sort of bite or yep. something that the body's been able to sort out itself. Yep. But if it starts getting bigger or drastically changes, whether that's weeping or yep. doing something nasty. And, and depends on you know, what the rest of the dog's doing as well. Yeah, yeah of course. So yep. if, they, if they're abnormal, I mean, you know, puncture wounds can be caused by we all sorts of things. You often find that with cats too, don't you, that they're quite um, – the cat can all of a sudden become sick to an owner's eye and then you find the abscess – as sort of the secondary, like oh, the cat's sick. Absolutely. And, and, you know, cats, they you know, on, on, on a good day, they sleep 20 hours a day. Yeah. And, and if you miss that two hours when they're usually active because you're mm. busy working or busy with kids or whatever, um, I mean, it can be go unnoted maybe sometimes a little bit more than yep. than your average dog that's you know tends to be more active and, and, around. and, and around more and that sort yep. of thing. So um, that's one thing with the, um, with the cat side of yep. things, yeah. So say um, how do you vets go about diagnosing these things? These, yep. um, I guess – you rule. You can rule out the irritation and bites probably a little bit easier from a vet's point of view. Yeah, to a certain extent. Um, depends on what it looks like, what it feels like, mm-hmm. and how long it's been there for. And you know, if the history of the owner says that you know it's been there for a couple of weeks, well, it's not going to be allergic reaction, yep. and it's unlikely that it's infection, depending on what it looks like. Um, and if it's a lump um, that isn't red, isn't inflamed, um, but you know shouldn't be there, um, and it's growing in size, that's mm-hmm. that's enough um, on its own to look further into it. And and the only way, like we're not um, Nostradamus. We can't <laughs> move our magic wand and diagnose yep. something. We can have suspicions from how things look yes. um, because we've and seen feel, plenty of them and look and feel and, and the you know, age of the pet and the breed of the pet and that sort of thing. Um, but you don't really know until you stick an needle in it and get some cells and, and hopefully get a diagnostic sample um, and have a look at it under the microscope or refer it off um, to the specialist pathologist so basically to, to check it out. You're sticking you stick a needle into the lump yep. itself and you draw out a little bit of the fluid in the cells. Yep. And 
and you have a look under the microscope and it'll tell you, well, hopefully, yes. give you an idea of what's going on there. Correct. So it's not, um, yeah, you just stick a needle through the skin once and then just poke around in there basically yeah. and get some little core samples and, and then yep. squirt that out on a, um, on a microscope slide. And, and look, sometimes that's the only way you find out, is it a, a cyst, like a sebaceous mm-hmm. cyst, um, mm-hmm. which are not uncommon, where the little hair follicles, um, the glands for those go haywire and, and get blocked off and you just get this greasy, waxy, mm-hmm. oily stuff that builds up underneath the skin. Um, and sometimes that can be more watery um, yep. as well. Uh, and and the only way to diagnose it is just stick a needle in it mm-hmm. and see what's in there, basically. Yep. Um, but if there's cells there, okay, are those cells um, abnormal-looking cells, as you know, they mm-hmm. um, growing faster or reproducing faster than they should be? Because um, if they're really, if there's any cells in division in there, um, more than a couple in a high-powered field under the microscope, that's a, an issue. Um, some of the nasty tumours that we see, I suppose mast cell tumours are the main. Um, mast cell tumours? Yeah, yeah, mast cell tumours, which are a type of a white blood cell tumour that um, are on the spectrum of the really horrible ones that we mm-hmm. see. So quick developing. And quick growing and, and really hard to treat sometimes, yep. yeah. Um, and they tend to be uh, amongst the most aggressive type of tumours that we see. Um, so spread very quickly throughout two other yeah, parts of the body? Yeah, two other organs, organs and, and locally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are um, the second most commonly mm-hmm. diagnosed skin mm-hmm. tumour. Um, but all mast cells aren't the same either. There's mm-hmm. like um, grading um, units within that. So there's different spectrums mm-hmm. on the scale of how good or bad they are. And it's really important to know because... Uh, if you're going to do you know, surgical excisions or removing mm-hmm. these lumps, uh, how big a piece of skin do you need to take, mm-hmm. essentially? So um, doing a fine needle aspirate to get a better idea on, okay, what sort of cells are involved yep. and how aggressive does it look, that can dictate you know, how wide are margins or yep. how um, big an area of, of normal tissue around it and also underneath that you need mm-hmm. to be looking at um, removing. So that's the next step, isn't it, is generally if we find something that is going to cause problems in the future yep. or going to continue to develop or basically anything that's going to cause harm, yeah, you're going if, to get in if, and remove. If there's abnormal cells there that are suspicious of a tumour, um, yep. yeah, the idea is to remove it and then um, from your fine needle be guided on, on how big that margin mm-hmm. needs to be. And that yep. can be a little bit complicated depending on where the lump is mm-hmm. um, because on the body itself, on the trunk, um, there's a lot more loose skin to borrow and, and close yep. up a sort of larger surgical wound. Course, um, yep. If you're looking at you know a lump on a limb um, that's suspicious of a mast cell Ideally, mm. you're getting a three to five centimetre margin around it, and also which can be like their whole leg when you're looking at a little dog. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's um, becomes a bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you've got to get depth on it as well. So yes. ideally, um, connective tissue in the next fascial mm-hmm. layer, so yep. like down into muscle sort of thing. And again, legs, you know, you've got skin and ligaments and mm-hmm. and um, muscles and bone, and that's about it. Sort of thing. Can they result in amputation? Then is that sort of the only way? They, they can do. Yeah. Yep. And again, um, a fine needle aspirate is a good indicator mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, but I would certainly not amputate a dog's limb on, mm-hmm. on my interpretation. Interpretation of a fine needle aspirate sort of thing. So if you've got a lump on a limb like that, okay, you're probably better off um, ideally, you know, taking a biopsy of that mm-hmm. lump um, and sending off the lab to get so a, that's a piece of that, a piece of that, yeah. like a wedge, yeah, as opposed to a little, a little yep. fine needle, yeah. Um, um, are these things that most vets will do, or do we need to take them to see a specialist? Um, so, like mo- you will so, so yeah, most vets will do a fine needle mm-hmm. quite happily, um, and most vets, will, you know, take a biopsy and, and mm. send it off send to the lab. Away. We don't do a lot of biopsies um, because usually, like an excisional biopsy makes more sense so yep. say you're only Take having off. one surgical procedure but sometimes and you know depending on what's going on in that fine needle um, you, you might 
third to the side of a biopsy rather than going through and um, and taking a biopsy and then going back in and, and doing yep. excisional afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the I mean I guess it is very tricky and depends where I guess it depends on the size of the lump. It depends on the age of the dog, the health. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean Marcel is probably the worst one um, that we see or the most common worst one that we see. Yep. But there's there's all sorts of other ones as well. But it really comes down to if those um, lumps are growing rapidly and the cells are dividing rapidly okay you know there's there's something that's moving fairly quickly there and we need to get as wide a margin as, as possible yep. surgically um, and get out of the road and then get a you know full diagnosis on the biopsy to see yep. what's going on yeah. so these are the ones we move quickly on whereas there are a lot um on, you know that might get checked and they're not growing developing they're really not too much to worry about yeah correct Just do it the Look, next time they have an anesthetic like a dental or something yeah or, or not at all yeah, yep, so I mean, if they're um, growing slowly or not growing at all, yep. um, and you do a fine needle on them, and there's no sign of abnormal cells yep. there, you know, some of these pets will have five, ten, fifteen, mm. forty um, lumps on the skin, underneath the skin, um, that aren't causing any troubles. Yeah. Um, and if you anaesthetise them for every time one of these new lumps came yeah. up, um, you'd be there all the time. So yep. there's this balancing act between you know possible benefit and and making their life you know. Not miserable, but but you yeah. know unnecessary surgical procedures are certainly you know not a great thing yeah, to do it's best either. Best to avoid if possible. <laughs> yeah, and especially um, like these non-shedding dogs, like your little Shih Tzus and Maltese, and, and dogs that um, effectively need grooming and haircuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be more prone to um, sebaceous adenitis, mm-hmm. which is little benign growths of the sebaceous glands. Yep. So it's not a sebaceous cyst, but they're the sort of classic warty-looking lumps that yep. sort of come up about match head size, yep. um, and you know feel through the skin on a dog that's over seven or eight years of age. Yep. That's um, got that sort of coat and it's pretty common to have you know a couple or um, a couple of dozen kind of um, like a skin tag yeah tags and again depends on your definition yeah. um, and there is certainly another lump but they can get that they tend to be quite um, pendulous or, or coldy form so yep. like a cauliflower head like they've got a little small narrow base to yep. them and they and they balloon out from there kind of loose like you can yeah loose and, and, and just elongated <laughs> yes, yeah yep. and and you see it on um I mean, especially medium to large breed dogs, yep. and more so in short haired dogs, mm-hmm. and more so in ones that get like have got a lot of dermatitis troubles and, and mm-hmm. skin irritation issues. Um, sometimes the skin just goes a bit haywire in the response to irritation, and, and we see, um, you know, large pendulous nipples and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but also other tags on sort of wear spots a lot yep. of the time. So, like that bottom of the chest where the dog sits down on the ground yeah. and the chest on contact, or on, e- on either side of the leg, elbows, and sort of back yep. of the thighs, and that sort of thing. So, all those spots are you know, more common for skin tags. Mm-hmm. Um, um, see lots of benign lumps around eyes and eyelids, uh-huh. which um, which sometimes have to be removed, don't they? Because yeah, just interact with just because of the mechanical yeah. rubbing effect. Yeah, yeah, and most of them are benign and they don't yeah. cause any troubles, as in they're never going to spread anywhere no. and, and not going to um, specifically cause troubles at the site, other than it happens to be rubbing on the eyeball yes. every yep. time they blink, um, and that becomes a problem as well. But you know, the same sort of lump somewhere else um, is unlikely to cause any troubles, uh-huh. sort of thing. So yeah, it comes down to. Um, I suppose your vet's interpretation of things, mm-hmm. um, but you could, you know, finding aspects are a really good idea to get a better idea of yep. what, what's going on um, and just chart them up. And if they're, um, you know, benign looking and there's mm-hmm. nothing spectacular happening, and then six or twelve months' time they're still the same um, size, well, you just keep an eye on them and, yep. and, and go from there. Um, sometimes you'll get a lump that's been there for three or four years and it hasn't done anything, and then all of a sudden it's you know, four times bigger in a mm-hmm. month. Okay, it, it might Something have gone changed. from benign to you know mm-hmm. becoming more significant and. and needs um, needs looking into. Yeah. So it's basically just the same thing that we were saying. 
saying it's a change. So you've got to keep an eye out for any yeah, sort of change. Yeah, keep an eye change. And, and the hazard bit is, you know, the first time you spot yeah. it, you don't know how long it's been there That's for. Right. So then yep. there's that little bit of interpretation on, um, you know, does it look, is it angry, is it painful, yep. um, do I you know, need this? get it looked at straight away or do I just sort of put it in the message bank yep. of things to um, put it on the, the list yep. of things to look at the next time we're at the vet. Yep. Yeah, and, and it really depends on, yeah, what's it look like in a week or two's time. Yep. Yeah. So some dogs um, can get more than one of these lumps and still be perfectly fine and happy. I know Bo's Absolutely. got two going on at the moment yep. that he's had for a few years now yep. and they're not bothering him at all. He hasn't had to have an anaesthetic for a dental or anything, so yep. we're not bothering about taking them off. Yep. So some can have a number of them on their body, and as long as it's not bothering them, it doesn't really need to be worried about. No, and as long that's the thing. It's like as long as it's as long as they're not getting bigger and they're not causing troubles, um, you know, you'll you'll leave them there. Yeah. And, and yes, if we have an anaesthetic for something else, well then it's okay. Do we, you know, do a preemptive strike um, mm. and, and remove it on the chance that it could, could cause troubles? Because even those benign ones, like um, particularly ones on the face, um, yeah. on the outside of legs, like sometimes they'll um, just bump them and they're not normal tissues, so they don't heal normally. So yes. that's one thing that we see. Um, and particularly on the front legs, it seems that um, something if something's under the nose of a dog they're a bit more prone to lick it and chew it sort of thing so if they've got those sort of lumps on the front legs they're probably more likely to get gnawed at and that sort of thing Um, and then again because they're not normal tissue they can um, can cause more of a problem and and not heal properly and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah Mm. all right is there anything else you want to yeah i mean it's really those i mean because there's a potential for extreme nastiness mm. um, with those mast cells, um, it, it, it's always a good idea. If in doubt, get it checked out. Um, and the best result is, okay, fine, needle looks normal and it's yeah. fine and we'll just keep an eye on it. Um, because I've had, you know, a few cases over the years where it's been the dog that's had multiple lumps and then a new yeah. one comes up and, and that probably delays um, looking at that yeah. new individual lump because um, maybe it's just the same as all the others um, and, and it's been a mast cell and it's got away and it's, and it's really yeah. nasty um, because, yeah, you're looking at three months um, regardless of treatment realistically oh. to, to death um, from, okay. from the high-grade mast cell tumours yeah. um, from diagnosis and, they, you know, if you've got one on the leg um, and it's high-grade, it's amputation of the limb plus chemotherapy yeah. to try and get it to survive for six months. So is that um, like kind of equivalent to a melanoma then in a human? Is that... I mean, similar like prognosis and yeah. and, and, and how, um, it, gets and how it gets in the bloodstream, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, different sort of tumor. Like dogs, different source. Dogs get what? melanomas, um, yep. but they tend to be benign melanomas. Okay. So um, it's still the same sort of cells. They're just behaving a lot differently mm-hmm. to the to the, yeah. um, to the nasty ones. That yeah, so dogs get... get- Sunspots, sun cancers, is such? Yeah, they get sun cancers, which are um, like that classic pink skinned dog yeah. that likes sunbreaking and Dalmatians. <laughs> Dalmatians, yeah. Um, particularly on their bellies where they lie upside yeah. down in the sun. Um, and they get um, either hemangiomas or mm-hmm. hemangiosarcomas, which are blood vessel tumors, um, or the classic squamous cell carcinoma, which is yeah. your true um, skin cancer. Um, and, and that's really common as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you go in and cut those ones out. That's, yeah, remo- yeah, remove those with a reasonable margin and, yes. and um, some of them. It's, Looks a bit patchwork sometimes because yes. you know plenty of dogs have got five or ten or fifteen yeah. or forty of them, um, but that's not an uncommon one. But those um, tumours there, yeah, directly you know sun induced yep. um, and not as aggressive as the as the mast cell sort Where of things. These mast cell ones are just a response to something in the system. Oh, um, it's just cancer's a bastard, cancer, basically. Yeah, yeah. but they 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 start as um, the cells of allergic uh, reaction, yep. basically, and and it's not an old dog problem all the time. It's mm. like you know two and a half to six years old. Is the, the most yep. common time of it, so they're not. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not a common old dog problem. It's a middle aged dog yep. problem, which can throw people a bit of a curveball sometimes. True, because I think we sort of think um, cancer can be an old 
dog yeah. issue, isn't and look, it? So and, and, on average, and on average it is. Um, but there's different, you know, different types of cancer that can yep. come up um, with different um, sort of age groupings and that sort of thing. Yep. And the, the mast cells are certainly a you know, younger dog. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're looking at lumps sort of underneath, you know, further underneath the skin, I mean, bone cancers in large mm-hmm. breed dogs certainly aren't uncommon. Um, and that can, you know, it's a lump. You know, you, yeah. can, you can sometimes, you've got lameness first and sometimes you've just got, you know, particularly just above the wrist joint on the mm-hmm. front leg. It's probably the most visible ones that you just got this insidious swelling that has insidious um, mm-hmm. increasing lameness coming up and whenever you see a swollen wrist on a you know five-year-old German Shepherd or Rottweiler it's yep. like, oh god I hope it's not yep. um, and unfortunately a lot of the time it is um, but yeah again that's you know that's another lump it's just okay mm-hmm. it's not in the skin but it's underneath the skin and mm-hmm. there's not much not far down to important structures there so that's right. uh, you know any lump underneath the skin you know definitely bears checking out as well and, and you know a lot of the time it is these benign fatty lumps lipomas yep. that aren't an issue at all um, but sometimes it's not and, and again the earlier you know about it um, the earlier you've got a chance to, to do something about it and a lot of the time you can you know you can cure them with, mm-hmm. a, with a surgical procedure yep. um there's definitely you know some fairly advanced chemotherapy yep. regimes these days and and you know radiation therapy mm-hmm. and and some immunotherapy sort of yep. things so there's we're getting you know better at better at, we have uh, some options now yeah better and better at, um you know diagnosing and treating yeah. um, cancerous troubles but um you've got to start at the start and, and work out yes. what's going on and go from there yep. yeah so i think the biggest thing we need everybody to take out of it is that they need to keep an eye on their dog any changes in the skin under the skin any changes in them essentially (laughs) so whether that be a lump or a bump or a change in their health as well but if you're finding anything you need to Sort of be aware of it, note it in your mind, note it in your diary, yep. whatever it is. And, and, and if in doubt, get it checked out. Yep. And yep. even if they've had other lumps before, every lump needs to be treated um, as an individual. To a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, so. which is more complicated. It can yeah. be hard if you've yeah. got a lumpy dog. Yep, absolutely. And look, some of these old guys, they, they come are. in like they've got <laughs> skin tags everywhere and yep. then other lumps everywhere and then fatty lumps underneath. That's and, right. And, and, you know, a lot of them aren't worrying them at all and, and something else will catch up with them in four years' time. Yep. And, and, you know, the, the lumps have been, you know, incidental findings sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but occasionally it can, you know, be yep. a major problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So as with everything, um, seek advice from your vet if you're not sure. It's that really that's all you can do yep. and keep an eye on it. Um, even keep an eye on it after your vet has said, no, it doesn't look like too much trouble. It's going oh, to absolutely, because they, they change. can change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. It's just, it's just um, you know, just try and make a mental note. And if you don't yeah. know, you know, make a note in your phone, put it up that's on, right. you know, put it in your um, in your annual vaccination folder sort yes. of thing. Just mark off on a bit info, of paper. Yeah. Um, you can get um, sometimes your vet's got a little um, doggy map basically, yeah, and, and, and you can yeah. mark on um, where the lumps are and how big they are and that yeah. sort of thing. So you've got a guideline because you know if you look at them every day, sometimes it's hard to tell if they're growing oh, up of course, because yeah. you're checking them all the time um, and. It's you know was it that big last week or is it a little mm. bit bigger and and yeah sometimes a, a watch pot never boils yes that's um, true. as far as how, how actually big they are so yeah. certainly making note of it and or you know yeah. these days take a photo on your phone oh, and, you know, yeah. put a five cent piece beside it you know yeah, a, a reference point sort yeah. of thing all those sort of things help yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah good advice there actually yeah. anything else on that no it's just um yeah just be aware basically that's the main thing and, and mm-hmm. if in doubt get it checked out yep yep and you don't have to panic too much it's not um. 
it's less likely to be something really sinister than it is yeah. to be something I, sinister. I try but not to be a harbinger of doom. I mean, you know, 95, 98 percent of them are fine and they're benign yeah. and it's not a problem. But but you want to catch that, but, yeah, you know, two to five percent early, really and, early, and the early the better. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. always the way. Just yep. about with anything bad with our pets, anything detection and treatment early is always going to be Absolutely. the best outcome for everybody involved. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's it. Keep an eye on your dogs. Yep. Keep an eye on any changes in their skin or under the skin or any lumps. Watch those lumps and bumps. That's right. Yep. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.